630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. On the face of it, you, you have the federal government says, hey, we got this pharmacare program, we're going to pay for it, and it's going to make sure that uh, more of your residents can be covered for a variety of, uh, of medications that they need and uh, they won't have to pay it, or not pay as much, etc. Sounds pretty good on the face of it. Uh, so a lot of people were surprised when, ah, no thanks, we're good. Without really seeing the details, the UCP government says that they're planning on opting out of the federal program. Um, they already have a pharmacare program in place, according to the health minister, Adriana Lagrange, and she doesn't see how a federal program would help the province anyway. With the dental program, we're looking at the most vulnerable actually being disadvantaged by what the federal government uh, program would offer. So if this happens within the pharmacare, that would actually be a detriment to Alberta citizens, not an enhancement. So is, is that true? Is that the way to look at it? Uh, let's dive into a whole bunch of elements within this with Dr. Rapinder Tour, who's a medical director and founder of the IUD and Women's Clinic in Calgary and uh, founder and chief medical officer of Project Empower Her. Dr. Tour, how are you this morning? Good morning. I'm really happy to be here and talk about this important topic. Uh, great. And you heard Adriana Lagrange. What did you think about what she just said? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't I don't really know what what is happening there, but what I can say is, you know, she talks about there being coverage, and I know she's used data such as you know seventy six percent of Albertans have coverage. Now that means one in four Albertans do not, you know, and that is a large portion of the population. And even the ones that do have coverage, you know, the the Alberta program she's talking about, you know, the income requirement is half of minimum wage to to be eligible. So no working. Albertan actually would be eligible for that program. And for the ones that have employer benefits, we have to keep in mind that employer benefits don't always equate to, to universal access. You know, there are still deductibles, there are limits, there are incomplete coverages. Universal access means by virtue of being a citizen of Canada, you would actually get access to diabetes meds and contraceptives, you know, free of charge. And so that's not quite the same thing. And I think I think after this was announced, a lot of people zeroing in on the free birth control, the contraception, uh, and also the diabetic uh, medication and supplies. You are looking at, I guess, specifically at uh, prescription contraception, and you were really excited when you heard that this was happening and this was coming, and then obviously subsequently disappointed after you heard what um, the Alberta government said. How important is that in this province? You know, as a physician, I hold the the stories of my patients, and when they come to me and we talk about, you know, their medical care, you know, their access to me, um, they can get, you know, doesn't matter how much money they have their bank account by just virtue of being an Alberta resident, they get to access medical care free of charge. But when I write that prescription, their ability to go and fill that prescription and actually complete that treatment now depends on how much money they have in their bank account. And we are in an affordability crisis. You know, people are having a tough time affording things like just how and groceries and you know medications like diabetes medications or contraceptives should not be luxury items for Albertans I think you know the issue is that you know Albertans just want what the rest of Canada is getting. You know, with this program, the way it's set up, there is no longer an Alberta advantage. There's an Alberta disadvantage. We will be getting less than our counterparts in other provinces. Uh, can you give me an idea how much contraception costs? Uh, how much do people normally have to pay? I'm, as, I'm assuming con- is contraception paid for by some company plans or employee plans? or anything? I'm trying to wrap my head around how much cash we're talking here because it's a lot, I understand. 
Yeah, I mean, contraception is not free. And so that is sort of the one thing that a lot of people are just surprised to hear. You know, 40% of pregnancies in uh, in Canada are unintended. Um, and so, you know, cost is a barrier for a lot of people. And these contraceptives can cost anywhere from 20 to $50 a month. Um, you know, we know that the most popular forms of contraceptives are not the most effective, but they are the cheapest. And so some of the, you know, longer acting, more effective forms of contraception, there is an upfront cost with those. And they can cost up to four to five hundred dollars you know and i have had women reach out to me and tell me that even with my insurance plan i could not afford an iud a few years ago because of the cost and so i think this conception that coverage equals access universal access again needs to be challenged so what's the cost of not signing up not having this access to free contraception well, yeah, so, you know, we estimate that if 40% of pregnancies are unintended, this is costing, you know, uh, Albertan taxpayers $40 million just in direct health care costs alone. So there is a huge savings. I think in health, you know, obviously prevention is always going to be cheaper than dealing with the consequences. You know, paying for someone's diabetes medications is always going to be cheaper to the system than to pay for the consequences, which could include amputation from, you know, uh, limbs that go bad from diabetes. And so, you know, that's the same thing with... Um, with contraception, it's always going to be cheaper to pay for that than to pay for, you know, the consequences. And so there is a potential of $40 million of savings that we could be uh, seeing in this province. I know you'd uh, you'd started a petition last year advocating for federal universal access to to, to free con- con- contraception. So, there, and I suppose this financial pharmacare program would be an answer to that. So, what do you do about uh, about the choice that Alberta is making? What do you what's what are your next steps? Well, I guess my advocacy is not uh, yet complete. You know, I had wanted to do it at a federal level because this is an important thing that I think all Canadians should be enjoying. And so, you know, it, it, it's, you know, I was incredibly excited on Friday when this announcement came out and then turned to disappointment by Sunday when, you know, the statement from the minister came out. And I think what we need to look at is that this is a hugely popular policy. 83% of Albertans approve of universal access to contraception. When we did our federal petition, 30% of those signatures came from Alberta. And so I think Albertans deserve better. And I think we just need to let our government know that, you know, this is this is something that Albertans want. You know, this is something that's going to save the province money. It is going to make life more affordable. It is going to improve the health of, you know, women and children and families in this province. Um, and so really, it is a win-win-win. And I think what's happening is, you know, this is being used as a political play. And unfortunately, it is the health of Albertans that is at stake here. There are 400,000 diabetics in this province that could benefit from this program. There are 2 million Albertans who are in reproductive age men and women that could benefit from the contraceptives. And keep in mind, contraceptives are not just used for birth control. They are used to treat significant medical conditions, such as heavy menstrual bleeding, endometriosis, precancerous conditions. And the best healthcare system is one that actually keeps people out of hospital. And so if we can prevent unintended pregnancies and we can prevent diabetics from having, you know, all these complications to keep them out of hospital. Not only is it going to save us money, but it is going to improve the quality of life for Albertans. And I think all Canadians, including Albertans, deserve the healthiest life that we can give them. Dr. Tour, uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, take care. Dr. Rapinder Tour is medical director and founder of the IUD and Women's Clinic in Calgary, also a chief medical officer of Project Empower Her or Empower. With a her at the With end. With a her at the end, yeah. yes. Yeah.
Jeff, our technical producer, filling in uh, for Sarah Fox, uh, I, I know that you were on uh, Shay Ganim's show yesterday talking about your personal circumstance. You have diabetes. And uh, you, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm your coworker, and I had no idea, A, that you had diabetes, and B, that you, you sometimes struggle. And you did open up, and it was, it was really shocking as one of your coworkers um, to find out that sometimes you have to choose between rent and food and paying for your uh, diabetes medications. You bet. Uh, I do have to pick and choose sometimes. Uh, it's expensive, right? Uh, it costs me about $70 a month just for the medication. That's not for all the other things that go along with diabetes, including like test strips and stuff like that. Uh, test strips alone, they cost $70 for 50 of these strips and you have to test three times a day, yeah. which means that uh, basically I'm just bleeding money by doing that. So uh, unfortunately, I had to stop testing my blood sugar. And let's be real here. That's the whole thing you have to do as a diabetic is make sure that your blood sugar is in a certain range. But when you're paying that much for something, you just can't do it, especially with other things going on in the world right now. Rent is expensive. Food is expensive. Something's got to give. And so sometimes it's my medication. Uh, another example of it, just sorry to take up so much time here. I was actually prescribed Ozempic um, myself. Now, that wouldn't have been something that would have been covered by what this is, but I was not able to afford it. It's about $300 a month for Ozempic. Yeah. So I chose not to get that. Now, if they put this policy in place, then my medication would be covered. Then maybe I could reach out and get Ozempic, which is something my doctor says, hey, you should be on this but like so, I said right now I'm not take us on that roller coaster for a second so when you heard about this was coming into gear uh, your reaction and then you found out Alberta was gonna opt out your reaction well I was excited at first uh, I'm a 43 year old single guy so I don't fall into a lot of categories where the government's gonna help me out in any way so this is one of those first times where it's like you know what the government is actually doing something that's going to help me financially and make my life a little bit better and then not even you know a couple hours after hearing that that was gonna happen well, the Alberta government shut that down. So the disappointment there is, well, it's not even just disappointment. Like, this is my life, right? You know, like, if I'm not taking this medication, I'm just putting myself in a worse spot. But you have to pick and choose. And actually, in this instance, Alberta picked and choose. For you. Uh, you. You told this story yesterday and your mom called you. So this is a little bit of an update to uh, your story. Yeah, uh, my mom called me and uh, she was unhappy with uh, me not taking my medication. I got the, Jeff, what are you doing? conversation and then you know like hey if you need any help with anything and it's not that you know like it's just that I have to choose where my money goes and it doesn't always go to that medication now I'm not like not taking medication I'm taking some of it just not all of it Jeff thanks for uh, diving yeah, no in worries. on that thanks for letting us know yeah, it's it's these are human lives, and and everyone has a story, and uh, and are affected by government policies. And Jeff, just uh, just one of them. Uh, lots of people go. Oh, where's, where's the money going to come from? This uh, the whole argument from Doctor Tour was that if you, prevention saves money, and that that's the argument. So some people are going to uh, accept that, and some people will not. But that's where the money comes from. It it's an investment in order to save down the road. That's the idea. Uh, it is uh, seven seventeen. Uh, lots of messages coming in on this. We can dive into a few of those when we come back from the text line and this is this is sort of just uh, the, the basic argument of it probably cheaper to fund diabetics than to suffer the long
long-term costs of hospital occurrences, surgeries, limited work availability, social supports. Basically, the the argument over where we're going to get the money for it is that this is an investment down the road. But a lot of the messages that have come in today, people just uh, some people in Alberta don't trust Ottawa to do it uh, the the job properly. So it, it ends up becoming a an Alberta versus Ottawa, who who can best look after our interests kind of an argument, which I think ends up being a lost leader at the end of the day. And what's the cost of that, of, of politics, right? We've got people's lives at risk. Uh, we heard Jeff's story, and people are saying, does Jeff not have, have benefits? He, you are a part-time worker, right, Jeff? So you, you don't have those full-time benefits that we enjoy here. I don't, but uh, I should get some from uh, Chorus Radio here awesome. right away. I've been Perfect. here for six months. Oh, but nice. like to, to answer that text, um, even if you have benefits, it doesn't cover everything that you need as mm-hmm. a diabetic. Uh, for example, those test strips that I was talking about that are 70 bucks a pop, those are not covered by most benefit packages. I don't know why they're not covered. Uh, uh, things like uh, I have a cousin, uh, she doesn't have a diabetic pump covered uh, yeah. by health care. You know, there, there's other things in there besides just that medication that diabetics have to pay. And not all of that stuff comes from a benefits package. So, yeah, getting benefits would definitely help my situation out, but it doesn't solve the problem for a diabetic. Uh, it, it is amazing. I will say uh, for seniors, my mother uh, mm-hmm. has diabetes, she has insulin, and most of her stuff gets covered. So if, 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 if for her monthly medical bills, if she had to pay out of pocket, it would be six to $700 a month. She ends up paying about 100 so it takes mm-hmm. it takes it down into a reasonable but that's for seniors seniors get a lot more and understandably, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but it's it's a much different uh, different kettle of fish if you're not a senior in Alberta. Yeah, I, I'm sure this will not be the last oh, no. uh, that we hear of this. Uh, a lot of backlash and a lot of people affected and, and a lot of people feeling a little betrayed uh, by the government. So, uh, of course, we will continue to talk about that story uh, over the coming months.